Today's episode of The Ride Podcast is brought to you by The Click Ring. Wear the ring and show the world that you can live your line at clicring.com. Hello, fellow riders. This is your host, Rusty James. It is Tuesday, May 31st, 2016, and this is The Ride. Yes, I know, it's been a long time, a long time coming. I have been very busy as of late and just really haven't had the opportunity to sit down and collect my thoughts enough to have a podcast, but it's time. A lot of things going on in my mind, had a lot of projects I just got completed, a lot of projects I just started. I'll have to post some pictures of this bench I'm making. I had barn wood, really awesome, beat up barn wood, big hunks of it. Not beams, but one by 12s. And I even had a one by 16, or maybe more like a two by 16. Ridiculously big. And, uh, used those as well as some cool beam wood to make a couple benches that are almost six foot long each beautiful i i'm i gotta say beautiful and uh so i posted a few pics online and some friends said hey we want some too so i'm uh in the process of getting some more wood from a local mill and making some more. They're not authentic barn wood, at least parts of them are not. But uh, anyway, I'm looking forward to making those. But something interesting happened when I was making this. I had a piece of about two by 16 that I was going to use for the back and legs as one piece. You'll see when I post it. But I only had one board, one board of that size. And I needed the four pieces for the legs, two for each bench. And a couple things, I started figuring the first bench, measured it, cut it out of the board for the first leg cut it out of the board and then use that as a pattern for the next one and I was hoping that I had enough length to give me four of the needed leg sections and in my haste and first you gotta also know there was a hole worn in the part of the board that I had yet to cut from and I was a little concerned that I might not be able to, you know, get the right size pieces out of that board without having to use some of the, the void. So in my haste, I measured the board. And uh, hold on a second, I'm trying to do some driving here. I measured the board and said, oh, okay, yeah, what I've cut off for these first two legs is definitely less than half, slightly less than half the board's length. 
So I'll probably be in good shape. And what do I do? I draw a line right across my board, right at the halfway point. Now you think, well, shoot, that should be fine. But what it turned out, because of the hole in the that void part in the second half of my board, it would have been better for me to have used a little bit of the unused part of the first half of the board for one of my angles. And it, essentially what, what it meant was I drew a line right through the first piece I was going to cut off of the next leg. So I've got this beautiful straight line on this piece of wood that I didn't really want to have any marking on. But I thought I was doing the right thing by, by drawing a line halfway through that board. I'm learning lessons left and right when it comes to this kind of stuff. And as I've told you in the past, you don't learn unless you make some mistakes. So give yourself permission to make mistakes. Can you do that? The best lessons you'll ever learn are through figuring out what to do following a mistake. I'm not saying God gives us the mistake all the time, but there's places in the Bible where there was an opportunity that was a mistake or some kind of a calamity, and God used that to teach a lesson and to turn the lives around. And I'm saying if you're going through some kind of a mistake or trouble, I want you to trust the Lord your God and let Him help you get through it, learn through it, and turn things around. If you think you're going to go through life without making any mistakes, I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. So better get used to it and then learn how to deal. Okay. So what's the other thing? Well, this board, the first board I cut, it had a split in it. And you got to understand the the legs on this thing. It's not really a leg. It's more like just a, a panel, really. It's not spindle legs. It's a it's a panel of wood, really, that's holding up one side of the bench. And it had a crack, let's say a crack or a split going down the grain. Well, I have the grain going up and down to give myself the right kind of support there. But the, but the crack was right in the middle of my board and I was a little worried that it was going to break. Well, wouldn't you know, I'm dry fitting the pieces together to see how things are going to work out. And something fell or something and bumped me and caused that leg to collapse sideways and it snapped. It snapped my board. And it was the only board. If I wanted to make two benches, I I needed to salvage that board. It wouldn't be good with a new piece of roughs on. It just wouldn't be right. Well, already I had in mind that I was going to do something. 
I'll take a good shot of this on the Facebook page so you can see it. But I don't know if you've ever seen this, but sometimes people call them bow ties, where you cut out a bow tie-shaped void at the at the point where the crack is happening. You typically do this before the crack cracks. And then you place another piece of wood, typically a harder wood or if you want it to look really cool, a, a different color wood with the grain going the other way. And you create this bow tie shaped thing and you glue and pound it into the the cavity that you've formed. And that bow tie holds it all together. And it looks cool. Well, I figured I might be doing that. Well, I had to do it. <laughs> I had some ways to join the boards together and glue them with biscuits. And that's something you see, you don't see that, but it gives it strength under the surface. But this bow tie you see from the outside and it gives it strength and it gives it some character too. I could have gotten upset with that board and said, well, it's flawed. It doesn't have everything I need. It doesn't have the support I need. Look, it's broken. But just like how we're supposed to approach mistakes in life, you just have to realize things like this can happen. Better to know how to deal with it than to not. Because I know people who have a hard time dealing with obstructions in life and, and things that run counter to the way they are thinking. It can be very frustrating. It can be debilitating and paralyzing, in fact. But God didn't set up our life in His kingdom to be that way. It shouldn't be a roadblock. It's probably just a detour. And maybe it's just a, maybe it's a, maybe it is a roadblock. Maybe it is a roadblock, it blocks you from going down this road, but there's a detour that takes you down another way. I can't tell you how many times I've taken a detour in the, in, you know, an actual detour and found something that maybe I was looking for. Maybe a store, or maybe a view of a sunset, or something. Something I would never have seen unless I had to take that detour. And at the very least, having to change up your routine to deal with an issue, it always does one thing. It teaches you something. It gives you new information, something that you didn't have before. You know, I get thrilled when I see my kids learning something new. My daughter's been playing guitar for a little bit. I mean, this is her first year taking lessons. And she is voracious about searching the web for tab, guitar tab. And I think it's cool. I mean, she's learning to play some cool... Um, video game songs or, you know, songs that she likes. I was the same way when I was her age with the piano. And my son, I, I, 
in the back of my mind, I kind of knew this was going to happen. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. But he was playing this app. Many of you might know it. It's, uh, I don't even know the name of it. But it plays mostly classical music. And your job is to press the buttons as they go by. The four, there's four lanes of buttons. And you've got to, you got to press them. And if you don't do it quick enough, you know, the song ends. So your reward is that you keep going further and further, and it speeds up every time through the song. And he's gotten really good at that. And it didn't bother me that it's not playing the piano, because it's just the four notes. It's kind of like Guitar Hero on a mobile device for piano. It didn't bother me because he's learning or he's hearing all of this classical music and you know really cool stuff like Moonlight Sonata and Flight of the Bumblebee I mean he's done hundreds of these things so he probably has heard more classical music than I have and I thought I was refined so I knew that that would at least be educational for him it would expose him to this music hopefully a love more of a love for it than maybe he had and don't get me wrong he loves his monster cat and dance and techno and electronic bass and drum all that stuff but he also likes this and that's that's me but get this you know he had at one time expressed interest in playing piano but there was really never any I don't know. There was never any real motivation on his part. Plenty on mine. I'm ready to teach him everything I know, which won't take a whole lot of time. Because mostly it's just practice. Well, anyway, he started checking out YouTube videos where people are playing these same songs that he's been gaming the song. But these are people playing, and it shows the keyboard, and it shows these notes graphically, almost like a bar graph kind of thing. More like a player piano, an electronic player piano. And you kind of see the, the, the note markings as they're about to be played. They scroll down to the keyboard. And so he's learning these things that way. And you know what's interesting is that's how I would have wanted to learn it. I, I never liked reading notes, notation, music notation on the staff. It just didn't come natural to me. But this other method, that was natural to me. And he's picking it up. And his timing's really good. And it's because he's got an ear for the song because he's played it so much on that other app and so he's picking up these songs granted you know they're the the identifiable part of the song you know all 30 notes of that section but that's how I was learning new stuff when I was younger I don't know it just does me does me good knowing that he's open to doing that and I didn't have to push him learning new things and hope my daughter just had her 17th birthday we had some friends over and did a cookout and some fun stuff and and she's 
blowing me away with some of the stuff that she's doing on her guitar work, but also her artistic work. And that this is new. We didn't know about this until this year when she started taking a class, like starting in the winter. And she's done a few pieces that have blown me away, not at the complexity, well... Well, yeah, not at the complexity of it, but at the eye. She's, she did certain things that I think only an artist can even see to do. So if I ever thought that she wasn't a natural artist, I am completely reversing my judgment on that one. She, she has an eye. She has a, a better eye than I have, and I thought I was an artist. I want us to never stop learning and never stop looking around how about we do this for this week you know this was memorial day was yesterday and in the u.s we remember those who have given their lives for our freedom we remember those who have gone on before us as every culture memorializes those that have gone before but in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, we want to give honor to those who have given their lives for our freedom. And we don't want to go through life and trivializing what it is they purchased for us. Just like we shouldn't trivialize what Jesus did for us. He brought us a spiritual freedom. Those that have gone before have provided us a, a natural freedom. But our spiritual freedom paid for by Jesus allows us to, after we fall, it allows us to stand up and dust off and walk on. And repeat if necessary. Or repeat when necessary. Because there will be days we were going to fall down. It's okay. We're going to make snap judgments about people that we shouldn't have. We're going to say things that we shouldn't have. We're going to make mistakes. And it's going to be okay. I'm so glad that our Father in Heaven who is with us today never will leave us and never will forsake us. That means if we make a mistake he's still with us. He, you won't make a mistake and then he says oh, that's enough. I've had it. They're on my crap list. Doesn't happen. He doesn't do it and I don't want you to do it, because we, we can do that too. We can get so upset with ourselves that we put ourselves on the crap list. Like, there's no hope for this guy. You know, we need to stop that kind of talk. There is hope for you. It doesn't matter how bad it got. God has hope for every single one of us. 
Find out how in his word. So you stay in that word and you live in peace. You pray for those who persecute you. And no matter what this day holds, what this week, what this year holds, if and when you have a problem, an issue, a mistake, a challenge, a mountain that you're facing, don't let it take you out. Trust in the Lord your God and you take it out. All right? And I will see you on the flip.